It's a fantastic Sunday. Who doesn't love a Sunday? Hopefully you didn't have to work. You got to relax before a busy work week. Or you got to relax before another week of school as we are in the middle of February. Christmas break is over. A couple months or about a month and a half before spring break. So now we're, we're trudging along here. But there's a lot of local athletes that are not trudging along that are excelling. We just had girls bowling regionals and boys wrestling regionals this Saturday, which was yesterday. Tons of local talent are advancing. So I'm not going to beat around the bush. I am not going to do an intro about other stuff. This is an action pack local playoff. It's here and it's going to be this way for probably a week or so because girls 1A and 2A basketball regionals begin on Monday, tomorrow. Following week is 3A and 4A girls. The following week is 1A and 2A boys. And then 3A and 4A boys the week after that. So we have some hard-hitting local sports stuff. I will try to key in on national stuff and news stuff and things like that with my guest to keep everybody, you know, current event-wise, knowing what's going on. The conversation that we have for you for this episode, which this is Edge of Your Seat Podcast, episode 44, and I am your host, Brandon LaChance. Joining me for this show is LaSalle Peru girls bowling coach Jim McCabe and his sophomore bowler, Isabella Weber. When we do the interview, the first reference I call her Isabella, and I'm like, no, that's not right. Sorry, Isabella. It's Isabella, right? <laughs> She's like, yes, it's Isabella. So, Isabella Weber, Jim McCabe, they're on this show. Isabella did advance out of the regional yesterday. LaSalle, Peru was in the Joliet Central Regional on February 8th, and it included LP, St. Bede, Hall, Ottawa, Serena, Lincoln Way Central, Lincoln Way West, Lincoln Way East, Joliet West, Joliet Central, Manuka, Morris, and Plainfield South. None of the teams from our area or from the Illinois Valley made it out of there, unfortunately. But Isabella Weber, Bulldog 1088, and LP senior Cassidy Antle, Bulldog 1147, both of them are headed to the East Moline United Township sectional this upcoming Saturday, February 15th at 9 a.m. So we got two Lady Cavs that advanced to the sectional, which is United Township High School in East Moline. And joining them is Mendota senior, Drea Kuntz, who bowled a 1,066 at the Sterling Regional. Mendota bowled a 4,124 for ninth place in that one. And Rock Island was first with a 5,760. East Moline was second with 5,325 and Sterling was third with 5,140. And Galesburg was fourth with 5,071. In bowling, the top four teams will go to sectional, and then the top 10 scores from individuals that are not on one of the advancing teams. And since I forgot to mention it, in the Julia Central Regional, LaSalle Peru had the best local score with 5,014. St. Bede was 10th with 4,681, Ottawa was 11th with 4,037, Hall was 12th with 3,747. The advancing teams out of the Julia Central Regional were Manuka, 
the champs with 6,146, Juliet West was second with 5,737, Morris third, 5,531, and then Juliet Central came in fourth with 5,507. So congrats to all of the girls bowling advancers, Drea, Cassidy, Isabella. I am trying to get all of them on so they can share their excitement with you as well. And just to let the listeners know, I spoke with Jim McCabe and Isabella Weber right before the regional. So I spoke to them probably Wednesday or Thursday, and of course the regional was on Saturday. So they're talking about going into the regional, not actually being at the regional. She was excited, and she was preparing herself, and obviously it paid off. In wrestling ranks, Princeton actually hosted a 1A regional Saturday, and they finished 6th with 114 and a half points. Riverdale was 1st with 170, Sherrard 2nd with 138, Rock Island Alleman scored 137 points for 3rd. But Princeton had four guys advance to the sectional, which will be the Oregon sectional on February 15th. Matthew Harris at 120 pounds, finished second in his bracket. Augie Christensen was the regional champ at 132 pounds. Matt Saihaki was third place at 220. And Cole Reynolds took third at 285 in wrestling regionals. The top three finishers all advanced to sectionals. Joining the guys from Princeton at the Oregon sectional will be guys from St. Bede, Putnam County, Hall, and Mendota who wrestled in the Plano Regional on Saturday. St. Bede had five guys advanced and they have a alternate. The guys that are for sure going to be wrestling in Oregon are 120 pounder Henry Ortiza who took third. Noah Setzer at 132 pounds took second. Bo Bennell took second at 138 pounds. Ethan Fleming took third at 170. And Pete Sampson was a regional champ at 285, which is the heavyweight class. Putnam County Hall is sending Connor Brooker, who took second at 145 pounds. And then from Mendota, Ty Connolly took third at 160 pounds. So congrats to everybody that was able to advance there. That is awesome. But the awesomeness doesn't stop there. We have two-way wrestling as well. LaSalle Peru finished fourth at the Rock Island Regional with 149 points to be behind. Freeport at third with 150. Geneseo at second with 167. And then Rock Island won with 190 and a half. And although LaSalle Peru finished fourth, they do have quite a few guys going to the Rochelle sectional on Saturday. Zach Plackett at 120 pounds took third. Aiden Sines at 126 pounds is the regional champ. Ashton Kella is also a regional champ at 145. Parker Swiskowski took third at 160. Drew Veraway was second at 182. Brock Neal took second in 220. And Peyton Pereno, who was a state qualifier last year, was second at heavyweight, 285 pounds. Also in 2A action, Ottawa took second at the 2A Rich East Regional with 154.5 points to trail Joliet Catholic, who had 258. 
Man, 104 more points. Julia Catholic is the real deal. But so is Ottawa. Ottawa had eight people get out of the regional to advance to sectional with Devin Henning took second at 106 pounds. Riley Hansen was second at 113. Cole Flores was second at 120. Austin Howard at 126 took third. Michael Morse was second at 152. Cedric Farrow at 182 was second. Luke Fleming was the champ at 132 pounds. And at 220, Brandon O'Brien also brought a regional championship back to Ottawa. So, tons of talents getting out of the regional to try their luck at sectional in hopes of getting to the state tournament. Just real quick, it was brought to my attention, not everybody that listens is a huge Illinois or high school sports fan, so I just want to explain the class system. In most sports in Illinois, there is a class system. The class system is based off the enrollment of the high school. So, so say for basketball, football, baseball, wrestling, all these sports are based on class systems. For basketball, there are four classes. 1A would be your small schools, 2A a little bigger, 3A a little bigger, 4A the biggest. And they are based off criteria set by IHSA, which is the Illinois High School Association. Football has eight classes, so 1A to 8A. Other sports have three. Track has 1A, 2A, 3A. Wrestling, 1A, 2A, 3A. Bowling doesn't have any classes. Everybody bowls. Tennis didn't for a while until a couple years ago. Now there's 1A and 2A. They're based off the enrollment of the high school. Small schools are 1As, the bigger schools, and some sports are 4A, and then in football, 8A. So that's how that works. Well, like I said, I am trying to reach out to tons of the athletes that are advancing to sectionals. This is a special time for them, whether they're a freshman or sophomore, and just getting that taste of success and, and postseason accomplishments, or they're seniors and this is their last hurrah, and you know, getting to that spot where they, man, I did this my senior year in high school, and I won this plaque, or I got to this. I was. It's a very, very special time for everybody. I didn't get to say any of that, so I'm excited for them because I know how important and how cool that is to say that you did something like that. And you can't forget the juniors either. This is the juniors trying to step up in you know the upperclassmen role. They have one more year of this sport after that, so they're trying to get as best as they can get this year, knowing that senior year is the last hurrah and they want to do the best that they can. So this is like the training year to see how awesome they can be to be even better senior year. So, all kinds of awesomeness heading your way. Again, this is Edge of URC Podcast. You can check us out on Twitter and Facebook. Twitter, Edge of URC P. Facebook, Edge of URC Podcast. If you have any questions, any guest ideas, anything like that, you can send an email to edgeofyourcpodcast at gmail.com. Also, don't know where you checked us out now, but if you want to listen to us anytime, anywhere, you have options. There is Spotify. There is Apple Music, iTunes. There is Google Music. And of course, our webpage with every single episode. They all have every single episode. But our webpage is rss.com backslash podcast backslash edge of your seat podcast. Check us out on any four of those. You can hear us. Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Google Music, and the Edge of Your Seat podcast webpage. 
Check us out. Share us. Tell everybody that you're listening to some pretty cool, exciting, interesting, knowledgeable. Yeah, that's what we try to be. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you, Brian Cavelli, for the intro and outro songs. I think I'm out of thank yous. No, I'm never out of thank yous. But just for this, just for now, I'll let it go so we can get to Jim McCabe and Isabella Weber. Awesome interview. And this was the first one that I did simultaneously on here. I had the coach and the player together, and we did a great interview. So thank you to them. Hopefully you guys enjoy. It was awesome. Until next time, peace. There's a lot of people that think bowling is just a game. I think that that is totally wrong. I worked at a bowling alley for a while. I've covered a lot of bowling, working for papers, video stations, all that kind of thing. And I have a couple people with me that will probably agree it's way more than just a game. It is a sport. It's highly competitive. And of course, I am talking about LaSalle, Peru, girls bowling coach Jim McCabe, and sophomore Isabel Weber. How are you guys today? Doing very good. How about yourself, Brandon? Doing well, doing well. It seems like we blinked and the season was over. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. It goes by fast. <laughs> now, is it Isabella or Isabella? It's Isabella. Isabella. Sorry, I wanted to make sure before I kept saying Isabella because I think that's how I said it originally. Yeah. So, Isabella, just talk about your season. You're a sophomore. You had a pretty outstanding freshman year. So, what did you do going into this year to, you know, become a better bowler? This year, I've worked more on getting some of my spares down and getting more aligned on pocket hits and just becoming, like, better with the team so, like, we can all, like, grow together and make it a state this year. Definitely. How do you think the team has progressed throughout this season, and how do you think you've progressed? The team has definitely improved. We lost a lot of our seniors last year that were on the team, which was really sad, but there has been a couple freshmen that came in. There's one freshman, her name is Christy, and she's really good, and she's built up the team a lot. And myself, I feel like I have definitely improved a lot. Awesome. What's Christy's last name? We got to give her a shout out. Ricky. R-I-C-C-I. Perfect, perfect. And how has the uh, chemistry been as a team? Are you guys friends outside of the bowling alley, or how does that work with you guys? We are definitely connected in some ways, but we don't hang out on a normal basis, but we definitely do talk a lot after school, out of school and after school. How was the competition? Has it changed at all from your freshman to sophomore year? Or is it kind of, I'm not going to say leveled off or plateaued, but do you think it's tougher competition as you're getting older here? No, I think it's the same, to be honest, because like a lot of like the yelling at um, tournaments and a lot of like screaming is like the same. And like you can definitely tell the teams that are more competitive like have stayed the same. Do you have any meet or tournament or anything this year that stands out that like, hey, I performed really well there. I wish I could do that every time. Has there been any tournaments like that so far? Actually, our first tournament, which was in Dixon, I got third and team did pretty well. Team got fourth. Yeah, team got fourth. So that was really good, like on our part. Oh, that's awesome. Good stuff. All right, let's flip over to coach real quick. So this is your second year as head coach. Uh, I believe you told me six or seven years as some kind of coach, an assistant of some sort, huh? Yeah. So coming into this, you know, your second year as head coach, more hands-on with the players, more, you know, interaction. How is that helping the team grow and, you know, your bond with your team? I think after being head coach last year and this year with having the girls that came back, this year and the new team members that came on, they, they kind of getting an understanding of how I work, what I do, 
and what I what my expectations are of them. Try not to expect anything more out of them than I would expect out of myself. You know, try to set the bar fairly high for them because uh, I I know they all have a lot of talent. Isabella, as well as the rest of the team, has there's tons of talent there. We just have to harness that talent and point it in the right direction. And sometimes that's what I feel is the coach's job to keep them keep them focused on the event at hand, the, the, the next frame, the next game. Don't let them get caught up in all the things that go around people in the background, parents, and all that. We got to keep keep our business. I always tell them the business for us is all we're at the meet is from the from the tables to the pins, and we won't worry about what goes on behind us. Awesome. What are some things that you do as a coach to keep them focused? And I guess the, the the little details that that you try to do or say to them to you know keep their their mind into the bowling. We try to start out each each meet with kind of a little as they as they refer to it as I have to talk to them. Just point out the, the real simple things that they they truly know. But sometimes you get caught up in the, the nerves of getting going on either whether it's a regular meet or a tournament of. And they forget those little things. It's just, you know, concentrating on each, every spare, pick up every pin we can. Because we've had too many, you know, many times it's come down over. It's a one or two pin situation between advancing to the next level of something or being a winner of something. And I hate to see that they come down to one or two pins because... I can, we can look back through any game and say, okay, there's there's a pin there, there's a pin there. We could say there's 30 pins someplace. So we just try to get them focused on that up at the front, and then as they go through the day, as, as a coach, I try to keep keep right there with them as they're coming off the lanes. If there's a mistake they're making, we try to talk about it. I'm not trying to criticize them for it. We're just trying to talk about it and say, okay, yeah, this is what happened. This is why it happened. This we understand the why all the time. Because if you understand your why, you're going to have a better success. So we just try to keep them focused on those of our why for the day and finding in the right direction and working hard and not to give up because there's just too many times that it's easy as you get to, the, especially on a long tournament, you get to the end of the day, you get tired, your muscles are worn out. Uh, like you're saying, you're not, you know, it is a sport. You know, you're throwing, most of the girls are throwing swimmers, 14 or 15 pound balls. Each, every three games, you're walking a mile. Plus all the, the mental tension of, you know, we're trying to narrow something down to throw them within a half inch of a mark. It takes a lot out of them to do that. So as you get to the end of the day, it, it takes a little extra to kind of pop them up and say, okay, let's you know, take a drink of water, get a little snack, you know, get back in this, you know, dig down deep. It's, that's when it counts. So that's where we're trying to point them in that direction. Yeah, and you kind of just referenced how I led this in. And I always wonder about that because bowling seems like one of the hardest ones because anybody can bowl. Anybody can go to a bowling alley all across America and th- roll a ball down the lane and try to get some pins and stuff like that. But there's also the competitive side as well. So how as a coach do you, you know, try to make it still fun for your team? Like everybody wants to have fun going to the bowling alley, but also like, hey, this is a sport. This is a competition, things like that. How do you do that as a coach? During practices, we try to work on our weak points and things like that. Most every practice, we try to get to the end of it and have kind of a fun Still a little bit of competition. We split the split the team up into either a couple different groups or two groups and run up Baker bowling and you know try to have some kind of so they can have some bragging rights against the rest of the, the group of you know that we won today. And sometimes it gets very competitive at that point. They you know they get done with one one game. It's like well no we got to have another one. And then if that goes the other way, well we got to have a tiebreaker here now. So it causes them to work as a team because they have to the way we do that with the first person's 
throwing a ball and the second person, if they don't get the strike, they got to, the second person's got to pick up their mess, so to speak. And because it causes them to work together as a team and plan out how they're going to do something. And that brings out a little bit of that team camaraderie, as well as just having a little flat out fun and after meets, usually the girls are hungry anyways. It's, it's, it's kind of late after we get done with meets and I've gotten out of school. So we always try to go get something to eat and just where they can sit back, relax, and, you know, have some fun talking and, you know, goof around while they eat some, get a quick snack before we head home. So, Isabella, I kind of want to ask you the same question. You know, as a bowler, how do you differentiate, you know, you're a sophomore. How do you differentiate bowling as a game or as a sport? How in your mind did you be like, hey, I really want to do this as a sport, be competitive, and as an athlete, instead of just a game that you're playing with your friends? So I grew up bowling since I was like five years old. So like I always grew up like this is like my sport and like this is what I have to do to like win. There's different standards that I have to set for myself to get there between like the game and like the sport. Whenever I go bowling, like, with my friends that aren't bowlers, um, it's, like, weird because, like, they're always like, oh, uh, you're, like, so good. And then, like, just, like, practicing or, like, messing around. I'm like, oh, like, that's not that good. But, like, as like, they say it, like, it's just, like, for fun and stuff. So um, there's definitely, like, a difference between it. And whenever I'm, like, in the zone, I'm, like, very, like, I have to hit my mark. I have to get this bucket hit. I have to pick up this spare. And... It's not the same, like, bowling with just, like, friends that don't bowl. What are a couple of your, I guess, top balls? What do you usually throw down the the alley to get some pins down? I usually throw Astro Physics. It's a storm ball. And the Hustle, which is also, or that's a roto grip ball. And then you just have, like, your spurt, spare ball. And, oh, I throw an idle pearl and a hot cell which is a roto-grip ball, and a hypercell, which is also a roto-grip ball. How important is your equipment and your relationship with your equipment? I mean, it's not like a, kind of like a baseball bat. I mean, you're you're hitting a ball with a baseball bat, and you want it to maximize your power, maximize your swing, stuff like that. Is it kind of like the same with, with bowling balls to maximize how you play the game? There definitely is, because when you throw certain balls, you almost have to do certain things with them. So if you, if I say I'm throwing a hustle, then I have to, like, grip up on the ball harder than if I throw, like, a hypercell, then I have to let it go a little bit sooner. So there's different rules on the ball and different, like, targets I have to hit. Well, let's go back to McCabe real quick. Coach? Pretty much almost done with the end of the season. Like we said, it flies by. Regional start February 8th. You guys are in the Joliet Central Regional. And there's a host of good teams. Area teams, LaSalle, Peru, of course. You guys, we have St. Bede, Hall, Ottawa is there, Serena. Then we add some bigger schools from more that direction by Joliet with Lincoln Way East, Joliet West and Catholic, and of course, Lincoln Way, Central and West are there as well. Manuka, Morris, Plainfield South, some big schools that you're going against. Just talk about going into this regional and, and what you expect from your team. I expect, you know, going into this regional, this is the first time we're going this direction for the regional. Usually we go out to the Quad Cities, but that's, you know, just the way the ball bounces we get, so to speak. We got assigned to the Joliet Central Regional, and yeah, there's a lot of competitive teams. It, this regional probably is the, the scores to get out of this regional are probably 200 pins more than the regional we have been going to. 
Um, so it, it steps up our game for for the team. But as we as we've had discussions here in this last week, and the team is coming keeps coming together more all the time. We just uh, our last meet here on Wednesday, we had one of the highest highest scores during a afternoon meet that we've had for a game. So the team keeps working together, coming together as, as a group, and that's important. And we keep stressing the point of, and we've been working on here in the last the whole season, but more in the last few weeks if I'm getting their spares, because as we go to this regional up there, we need to close the frames, complete the games with as few open frames as we can, and they're going to have to work hard. We are we are working against some extremely large schools in Joliet, Joliet West, like you say, Plainfield, Lincoln Way. They have a large student body to select their bowlers from and, and are a very good team. So if we play our game and all the girls work as a team, we, we can compete with them. It's a matter of us focusing on our game. Just keep focused and keep within yourself and play our game. Don't let other people or other teams dictate how we're going to play. That's that's kind of been my my stress to the um, girls this last couple of weeks. We're preparing that, we'll prepare next week for that. If we stay focused within ourselves and bowl our game, and our each of our girls contribute as best they can, we we have a stand of a fair chance of getting out, out of sectional berth out of out of the regional coach a little differently we watch our players a lot closer and if they do start to struggle and we have that discussion with them that carry enough players with us that we if we need to move somebody out for the betterment of the team we do that we're not not that it, they don't trust somebody they don't trust them with the ball so to speak but if somebody's struggling one they're not having any fun and two it's not helping the team out so sometimes we'll pull somebody out for a few frames just to let them relax get get their game, get their head back in the game and then they go right back in and and usually it'll perform a lot better for us. So it's just some coaching techniques that we have to work on too in in these higher higher pressure situations. Definitely. And let's just talk a little bit more about the team, the details of your team. So if you could give me some players or years and some, you know, maybe averages that they're going to go into this regional with. Obviously Isabella is a sophomore here with us, and she's sitting at an average right at 179, which is right one pin below her uh, goal for the year, so she's right at, right at her edge of her goal. Um, got Cassidy Antle, who's a senior, who's also right at the same point as Isabella. They're like neck and neck as far as averages. Um, they've both been working hard together, and actually they feed. It's a unique dynamic to sit back as a coach and watch the two of them. They feed off of each other a little bit. If one's having a really good day, the other one tends to come up to that level. So if they, if they can get working together, it, it makes a big difference. Um, then we have uh, another senior, Sheridan Ferguson, who's bowling for a couple years on the team, but she's bowled for a long time as an individual. Her game is coming up as well. Sheridan's averaging right around the 160, 65 mark. Freshman Christine Rickey, who has uh, improved greatly from the beginning of the year. She started out the year with 100, about 126 average, and she's now up to 100, 156 average right around today. So she's improving, and that's her year-long average, so it's really you know, the improvement she's made in the last four, three, four weeks has been, been great. So that's a weird positive sign. She's kind of hit, hitting a peak as we go into regionals. Um, we have Caitlin Bauer, who is a senior. Um, first time she's bowling with us, but we welcome Caitlin in, and she she's a, a asset to the team. She always remains positive. She's got a smile on her face when she's bowling along, and she does a great job at you know helping lead as a senior, helping lead the team and keep people in direction, and also having having a little fun. And then we have Ari Izzo, who's our sixth player, so to speak, and she's there again. She she comes in at a, at a very difficult time. We use Ari as a 
a situation where where somebody is struggling and we, we pop her into a game and people don't realize how hard that is. Like you know, like you refer to a baseball situation sometime or you know, you know it's almost like a pitch hitter coming in. It's on you know, here you are, you're in the middle of the game, you have no warm up time. Get up here and throw throw some strikes or some pick them some spares for me. I, I need a few points pins here for the end of the game. And she fills that role very well. And along with that sophomore Maria Pavlock is just coming back from an injury, so she's bowling for us and they're a little bit of a restricted she's still a little bowling with a, with a 10 pound ball but she's adapted to that very well from her injury she can't bowl with a heavier ball yet but she's bowling and she's her average is coming up greatly and there again maria sits in a position where she kind of fill comes in as a fill position for us when we need it and that, like i said that's a hard position to be in when you pull somebody off the bench and have to you have to come in and perform instantaneously and that we have that discussion with those those two girls of Here's where, here's where things are going. Here's what we need you to do. We try to prep them before they're going to go in. A frame or two, I kind of start to see where we're going to make those moves. We prep them ahead of time so they can be, get their kind of head in the game and be ready to go. So that's kind of our, our team. The team has really come together as a as a group this year, and I think that's the one big difference from last year's team. They, they all work together and know each other really well To as far as a team to understand what, what each other's needs are and where they need to support each other. And from a coach's perspective, that makes it makes it fun because we can, we can work with the girls then all together as a group. Isabella, going into these tournaments, I mean, you got conference coming up, then obviously regional, stuff like that. As a sophomore, do you get nervous coming into these? Yeah, I get very nervous coming into these. There was one tournament a couple weeks ago where I had open frames or like the first six frames, and then as soon as like I got out of my own head, I was like right there back in the game. But as I like start the tournaments, I usually get very nervous, and then I'm like in the game. Kind of going nervous, then you got to throw a couple balls and it goes away, then you're like, hey, I'm in my zone? Yes, exactly. Did that happen freshman and sophomore year? You still got that thing going on? Yes, freshman year, I was always nervous. I always had sweaty palms. I was always using a rosin bag to get rid of the sweat in my palms so I can throw a good ball and always putting my hands over the air to like dry them because I was sweating all the time because I was so nervous freshman year but sophomore year I've definitely chilled out I'm definitely not as nervous so that's a good thing and it sounds like you know obviously St. Bede, Hall, Ottawa fairly close, Serena fairly close Morris isn't that far away, so a lot of these bowlers that you're going to be competing against for the regional, you probably pretty know pretty well. Yes, I know a lot of people from St. B because they practice at the same house as us, but a lot of like the hall bowlers, I'm friends with them, but like I don't know them personally, but there's one bowler on St. B where I used to be best friends with her, and then we went to different schools, and now we're like a little bit distant, but we're still friends. It's definitely competitive between us. <laughs> So when you see her, you're going to be like, hey, I'm going to beat you? I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And what do you think about the team going in? Um, coach just said, like, hey, you, you know, I think we can compete very well here. Where are your thoughts on this with how you guys have been bowling so far this year? Um, I think that we can get past regionals if we put our hearts into it and put our minds into the game. And we stay on top and we don't get tired. I think that we can honestly get there. But if we start to drag, then we definitely aren't going to make it. 
Is there anything that you do, you know, before heading into these tournaments? Music, you know, sometimes it's food, any like superstitious lucky charm things, anything that you try to do to, you know, kill the nervousness and just try to prepare the bowl? Well, our team usually goes to breakfast at like four o'clock or five o'clock in the morning before tournaments. And then we go to like wherever we're going for the tournament, which that relieves some nerves because you're getting together like as a team and just like relaxing and eating food. But before tournaments, I usually put in AirPods and listen to music and just talk to people on the team because that just like releases a lot of nerves knowing that like they are there and they have your back. And also whenever you're bowling and you're bowling like bad frames and they come up to you and they're like, oh, you got this, like come out of this, like you can do it like really it's like good for me really good or like the team being there for me definitely is there any uh special spot that you guys go for breakfast or is it just kind of wherever it's usually wherever but a lot of the times we just go to ihop nothing wrong with ihop and when you're listening to music getting ready for these tournaments or for meets or duels what kind of music are you usually listening to I'm usually listening to like alternative rock or pop music, just like upbeat stuff, like nothing slow because I don't want to get down, you know. I want to stay up on top and just be ready. Do you have a favorite artist, somebody that you listen to the most? Um, Cage the Elephant's really good. <laughs> They're really good. That's pretty much all I had. Was there anything that you guys wanted to add? For tournaments, Cassie Antle's on the team and she bowled really good at the Calf Classic. She got third place, which was really good for her. I was really happy for her. As we finish out the season and go to the regional, it just seems that, you know, obviously, as you said, the years went by pretty fast, and it's the team seems to be ready, seems to be getting in that mindset of, okay, we got a, we got a mission, we got a job. Let's get down to work and get get that done. And, and that seems like what is what we, as we go to breakfast and things like this, as Isabella said before, we you know, kind of get a chance to talk and relax and they have a little fun and then we get on a bus and uh, they take a little nap on the way, and they're all set to go. It's a, it's a fun process as a coach to watch and see, and uh, as they as they come together as a team and, and are ready to work and you know, are ready to take. You know, not some, sometimes we don't always give them the funnest directions or things we want to do during practice, and they do whine a little bit about it, but they you know, they they get used to it and know that we have their best interest in mind, even though things at practice we do aren't always as fun, but we're trying to get them prepared for what's coming. So. And, and the worst thing is they don't like is we, we don't we don't share scores with them during the game. Right? We always tell them that it's the coach's job to take care of the scores and, uh, and the logistics, and your guy's job is to put the ball in the lane and put it between the head pin. They take care. They need to take care of their job. We'll take care of our job, and ultimately we'll get the job done. So if I hear right, so it's fun and games beforehand. We're getting something to eat, listen to music, we're chilling. But as soon as we step on to to the lanes and we're ready to bowl it's business mm-hmm. yep and that's and that's what we try to portray to them yeah, like i said earlier we we've tried to portray that you know once once it's time to bowl it's our business at hand is between the the table we're standing on it and the, and the pin is 60 feet away focus on that don't let parents behind you and we've tried to even portray that to the parents of don't get upset if we're not coming back and talking to you and things like that we're our job we're at our job and we're going to get the job done. When we're all done with our job, we'll come talk. I want to thank you for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast. It is always a pleasure to talk bowling and to the Lady Cavs. Thank you. Thank you for your time.